Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for listening to our program this morning. Um, we've been talking a, a lot about uh, the biggest issue of the day, obviously, which is uh, what's going on across the world with the coronavirus. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we plan these programs um, days, uh, sometimes a week or two out, and, and I don't want to be devoid of, of not also keeping our um, focus on, which is what we do, and that is talk about public policy issues. So here we are. We're going to talk about uh, this one, uh, at least for this morning, and on the phone with us to help uh, clarify some of the issues that are going on with a piece of legislation that is kind of pending in Springfield is uh, Associate Judge. Associate Judge Tom Donnelly. He's of the Circuit Court of Cook County, and I think he was the past president of the Chicago Catholic Lawyers Guild. Judge Donnelly, you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, how are you? Nice to Good. talk to you. Good to talk to you, Bob. Yeah, a uh, little diversion from the topic du jour, huh? Indeed. Yeah, yeah, it's probably what we need at least for a couple minutes. So, so this is about how we can bring people together, something we're not doing these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, or keeping them um, quarantined, I guess, is the way we're doing today. Exactly. So uh, tell us a little bit about House Bill 4295. Um, it's, it's, it's needed uh, because um, in the archdiocese, and I, I'm not sure if this is going on in other places throughout the country, there's this concept called peace circles. So let's start there. Why don't you start off with describing what exactly is a peace circle, P-E-A-C-E. So peace circles are the key component of what we call restorative justice. Uh, and in the peace circle, uh, with uh, a criminal offense, uh, when the person who's been harmed uh, and the defendant wish to sit down together and work out some uh, way of resolving the difficulty along with stakeholders from the community, uh, they are gathered together in a peace circle. And we do these, you know, throughout the Chicagoland area and the court system now uh, in many kinds of disputes. And the, the best place it's done is at Precious Blood Ministry for Reconciliation right. mm -hmm. uh, with Father Dave Kelly uh, at 51st and Racine. Uh, and what a, the reason it's so useful is that a lot of offenses are committed within the same uh, community that houses both the defendant and the victim. Mm -hmm. uh, and so eventually you're going to have to bring the, the defendant back into meaningful participation in the community, and that's in the interest of usually the defendant the victim, uh, and the community. So we've been doing these in the court system. We have our um, community court set up in Lawndale here in Cook County. We want to expand to doing four more restorative justice courts here in the Circuit Court of Cook County. Throughout the state, judges are using it, particularly in juvenile court. Yeah. Um, but one of the impediments um, for having a peace circle is that one of the necessary ingredients is that people have to be honest. Uh, to be completely honest about the, what they've done in the past, um, what they did on the occasion in question. And defense lawyers have a good reason to object. Sure. Why am I putting my client into this peace circle when if it doesn't work out, everything he says can be used against him? To prosecute him. Or uh, mm -hmm. And so we've worked this out within the courts with agreements with prosecutors, but there's always been a problem that you could, if, if this particular prosecutor, say the 
state's attorney of Cook County won't prosecute you, then maybe another sovereign, mm. since U.S. attorney, mm. or you could have civil liability for statements you mm-hmm. make. Um, and so it inhibits defendants from participating. And these these sessions are very helpful for victims. They bring closure for victims. They arrange some sort of restitution often to victims and um, eliminate the, the painful, um, excruciating delays in our criminal justice system where we you know, have six, um, seven continuances. The person is sentenced and you never have real closure um, and, and so that's why it is, is really important we have this tool of allowing, um, by statute, uh, a confidentiality that we use in other parts of our court system. In mediations, we have mm-hmm. a similar provision that's where we point. shroud mediation with confidentiality. It encourages people to settle cases. Right. Well, this is somewhat the same thing, and why the judges are so supportive of this is this is if, if victims want this, this is something that's another tool in our tool belt to help bring justice quicker and, in many cases, much more satisfactorily um, to crime victims where they get to confront the person who's wronged them and bring uh, some closure through restitution, some sort of um, amelioration of the harm that was done. Uh, sometimes victims just want to know, why did you break into my house? <laughs> uh, what was it, huh. uh, you know, that, that, uh, you know, caused you to choose me to victimize? Um, so these can be very powerful tools and this is just the necessary ingredient we have to sort of deploy this in a much more uh, robust way here in the state of Illinois. Is it the judge that has the discretion to use this in consultation with the victim or is that, is the judge the catalyst for the conversation? Well, in if it's a court proceeding, yes. Now, of course, oh. a lot of communities uh, are deploying this independent of criminal prosecutions. So the um, mm-hmm. uh, the Precious Blood Ministry for Reconciliation uses this in neighborhood disputes, fights between neighbors. Yeah, uh, it's it's used at St. Agatha's. Um, they use it for domestic disputes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are trying. We're trying to deploy this all over for bringing uh, people who are in conflict together and resolving the conflict short of um, a court resolution. Uh, it is, um, uh, you know, it, it's a very powerful tool and very useful. Uh, and so, a lot of things are not in the court system, but you know, in our court proceedings, uh, it would be the judge who initiates these. Uh, proceedings along with the state's attorney and defense attorney uh, in consultation, saying this is the right um, tool for this particular problem. Is this this bill, um, House Bill forty two ninety five, that's sponsored by Representative Guzardi, uh, that that puts the confidentiality provision in play with the peace circles? It, it sounds to me like this is kind of a vital element of what's needed to make these things, to make a peace circle successful if you're going through the judicial process. Yes, yeah, and, and it, it yeah. really won't work uh, without this. It's uh, because what what is promised to the mm-hmm. participants is complete confidentiality. Right. And unless that can be um, assured that nothing will be admissible um, from what you say, and, and this, of course, doesn't mean 
somebody can't be prosecuted for something they've done. You just can't use statements they've made during the peace circle to prosecute them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think generally these, this isn't something that actually happens. Most peace circles are successful. Um, you know, but it's something that makes sure that defendants know um, and victims. I mean, sometimes we've had peace circles where victims make admissions of price hmm. past uh, misdeeds that they've done because <laughs> the whole um, atmosphere of the peace circle is honesty and disclosure. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't want anybody, um, you know, not having that, um, you know, assurance. And, and and it seems to me that there's probably a, a, a limit on the type of criminal activity. Correct? Is it is it right. kind of lower do level? In a murder case. Right. Uh, it is generally low level. Um, Theft, break in, that kind of thing. Nonviolent offenses. Got it. Uh, and that's where it's been used uh, in our court system. And I would think probably um, first time, second time offenders are probably more likely to benefit from this. Maybe. Yeah. Although yeah. you know, it, it's it really depends on the. Uh, so one of the uh, my favorite stories is Father Dave Kelly yeah, did a um, um, peace circle in a case where a Chicago police officer's home had been broken into. Uh, so that's uh, a residential burglary. It would be, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, mandatory uh, six years, uh, no probation. Uh, but the police officer wasn't seeking. It was a young kid, um, so this was actually a, a juvenile offense. So he wasn't sure. seeing that kind of jail time. But for an adult, it would be mandatory six years. But the police officer was interested in why this kid had broken into yeah. the home, mm-hmm. and he wanted the 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 offender to know that this had really, he was a single parent of a 12-year-old boy, and how much this had um, uh, damaged his son's sense of security in the home. Hmm. And um, it ended up um, that after the peace circle, the police officer came to know uh, that this boy was homeless um, and he had done some damage to the house, but he wanted to repay the damage. He had uh, cut a screen, but he didn't have any money. And the police officer ended up uh, finding him a job mm, so good. he could earn the restitution. Uh, and they had, uh, after that, a continued mentorship relationship right. where this offender now was being mentored by the victim, the victim. Yeah. of his crime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so there was peace brought to the community um, the offender was restored to um, a meaningful relationship and, a, and a, a good relationship with the community and with the victim. And, and so it, it, you know, it, it really follows uh, the way of Christ of bringing people who have um, strayed back into the fold. That's a great story, and I think it really demonstrates how, in the right circumstances, this can really be helpful, because the alternative in that situation was going through the criminal proceedings, the court process. He probably would have been fined or, you know, had done small jail time, and then then where does where does that life go after that? Um, right. I mean, there has to be punishment. We agree with that. But on the other hand, uh, rehabilitation is also part of what we're supposed to be doing, and I think if that facilitates it more so, then then we should at least try this under under cases where we where it's where it's applicable. Right, and and uh, whatever we do, uh, the offender is going to come back into the community. Right. Uh, and eventually, so, 
eventually. Yeah. Right. And right. so if point. we aren't uh, mending that connection for the offender and, and bringing the community into responsibility for both the harm that's been done and the, the often wounded life of the defendant, and, and that's why the community stakeholders are a vital part of any peace circle. Um, so, for instance, in Back of the Yards, where Father Dave Kelly is, there are representatives of the Back of the Yards neighborhood. So they can deploy resources um, for bringing the offender back into community or right. ameliorating the harm that's been right. caused where the offender is not capable of doing that. Makes sense. Um, makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, I should you, you're probably going to flip the question around on me. Um, House Bill 4295. And, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Springfield with all the things that are going on. But uh, uh, the prognosis, I have not talked to Representative Guzardi about it. Um, I, what's your what's your sense on 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 the on the prognosis of the bill and the likelihood of, of it moving? Well, last year we uh, passed unanimously out of committee, um, but the speaker did not call the bill. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, there was at least uh, in the criminal justice committee a, a broad enthusiasm for the bill. Um, there wasn't any significant opposition. Uh, this year uh, we've had some um, uh, discussions uh, recently with the Winnebago state's attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some um, reservations. We've tied Representative Garzardi tried to incorporate her suggestions into the bill in an amendment. Um, we're hoping that that will ameliorate any concerns state's attorneys have about this bill. And we incorporated into the um, bill a clawback so that, that at any time, if there's a belief that the privilege has been inappropriately invoked, um, the judge has the discretion um, to void the privilege. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's really, um, it, it's uh, it, it's really a risk-free proposition yeah. because there's an there's an uh, escape valve. Right, the judge uh, like that. Right, if, if there, there's any um, belief that there was a improper use of a peace circle uh, to try to conceal criminal conduct uh, as opposed to a genuine effort. Uh, to ameliorate harm. Sounds good. Uh, Judge Donnelly, thanks for taking some time this morning uh, to join us in this uh, hectic time we're in and uh, for educating us more on House Bill 42, what was the number, 95, um, Representative Gazzardi's, and we will uh, be following it and supporting it as it hopefully it makes its way through the legislative process. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. This is Bob Gilligan. Don't go away. We'll be right back for the final 10 minutes. We'll go over some of the uh, contested uh, races in the Illinois primary. That is tomorrow, March 17th. Don't go away, we'll be right back.